Hey, and welcome to the short stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck, and this is short stuff, stuff, stuff about a really amazing fad that I hadn't heard of until fairly recently, Chuck. I somehow knew about this, really? and I'm not sure how. Huh. You think your mom might have worn a paper dress and told you about it or something? I don't think so. But we're talking about paper dresses. In the mid-1960s, the Scott Paper Company Mm -hmm. had a new product um, to promote called DuraWeave. It's basically mostly paper and then about 70% rayon. Mm -hmm. And it was sort of just like a little more durable napkin that they were super stoked about. Plastic was all the rage. I don't know what that has to do with rayon. Uh, rayon's a kind of plastic, I believe. Is it? I believe it's like a plastic fiber. Okay, great. Yeah. Plastic was all the rage, like I said. And they said, all right, here's what we're going to do to try and market this thing. We're going to show how durable it is by making clothing, making some dresses mm-hmm. out of paper. And it was literally just a marketing thing. And you, you like sent out, like clip, clip something off and mail it in, mm-hmm. send in like a dollar and a quarter to get your paper dress mailed back. And then a few weeks later, you might have like a little red bandana print paper dress to wear around, and it went off like gangbusters. It just blew up. Like, they had two dresses to to choose from. Scott called the dresses paper capers, and they both were the same cut. They were like an A-frame, like, mod mini dress. Yeah. Um, And like you said, one was red bandana, the other was black and white op art. And um, for some reason, they just happened to touch a nerve and it, like you said, it took off like gangbusters, so much so that Scott start, suddenly pivoted and started advertising in magazines like Mademoiselle um, for their paper dresses and got just a huge response from it. I think they sold half a million of them in the less than the year that they were producing these things. Yeah, and you may think, oh, man, what a what a funny boon for the Scott Paper Company making all this money mm-hmm. on these dresses it was a marketing thing, so they never they they sold them for so cheap they weren't really even making any money. They're kind of covering their costs because it was only meant to be an advertisement anyway. Right. So they basically couldn't say, "All right, well now we're going to charge eight bucks a pop for them." <laughs> oh, you like those, huh? Okay. But other companies did catch on and think they could make more than a dollar a piece. Yeah. So when I said Scott touched something off. Um, which is a really weird way to put it now that I say it out loud. Um, that's kind of an understatement. They somehow managed to say, um, let's try this marketing thing. It'll be cute. It'll be fun or whatever. But really what we're doing is showing off how durable our DuraWeave paper line is. Like, it's so durable, you can wear it as a dress. But they managed to stumble backwards into this, like, the the exactly where the fashion industry was at that moment. And then this burgeoning, like... Um, kind of ethos or zeitgeist of popular culture just wanting everything plastic and disposable and and just handy. Um, and they put them together accidentally in these paper dresses. And I think that's, from everything I saw, that's why historians think it took off and became a fad like it did. That's right. And they were, uh, I think there was about $3.5 million worth of these paper garments and we'll get to, after the break, all the different kinds they had mm-hmm. um, at the close of 1996. That's a lot of money in 19... I'm sorry, 1966. Right. It's a lot of money in 66. And I think um, the Wastebasket Boutique, which is one of the paper design houses, were making 100,000 of these a week at one point. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? 
It is good nuts. And we're going to take a good break and be right good back. Okay, silly. So we're back. We're back. Um, you were talking about Wastebasket Boutique making 100,000 dresses a week. And one of the great things about these things, these paper dresses that were sudden fad in the mid-60s, um, is that they were easy to produce, which is how you could create like a new business to make them and make 100,000 a week. But that also meant that you could come up with all sorts of different designs for these things. They were really easy to print on because they were paper. And um, it really tied in nicely. I think another reason why they took off as a fad, um, because they were they came along at a time when commercialism was big in art, when pop mm-hmm. art was becoming a thing, when op art was really established, like those big, bold, chunky, um, colorful, weird prints. Um, all of these things were just ready-made to be put onto, printed onto a paper dress. That's right. If you think of Andy Warhol, then you're on the right track because they had uh, Campbell's soup dresses. Mm-hmm. They had Jolly Green Giant canned vegetable dresses. I mean, just literally look up image search paper dresses 1960s and you'll see candy bars. You'll see the yellow pages. Um, like you name it, kind of any um, graphic print that you could print on a poster, they were putting on dresses. Yeah, there was one, a big, big, um, giant Bob Dylan face, which is pretty cool. I want to get that one. Richard Nixon had one, which is like the opposite of what the paper dresses (laughs) were all about. Bobby Kennedy had one, which was much more in line with it. Um, the, uh, that, that green giant one I thought was pretty cute. It was, it, it was, um, the tunic that the Jolly Green Giant wore, that leafy tunic, that's yeah, what the cool. that's what the dress looked like. Um, what else was there, Chuck? I could see these coming back now. Uh, yeah, I if they were see recycled, too. right? If they were recyclable, biodegradable, all that stuff, I could totally see it. But that was one of the things. Like nobody cared about that stuff in in 1966. It was you can put these things on, you can buy them for cheap, you can wear them a few times, and you throw them away. And there were like really. Um, like it was it was such a big fad that people were starting to rethink how we like do things like travel like apparently hotel chains were having meetings about how they were going to start selling entire lines of paper clothing so that when you went to a hotel or like a resort yeah. or something for like a week <laughs> you didn't pack a suitcase you just showed up bought whatever clothes you needed out of their gift shop and that's what you wore and you threw it away and then you put the clothes that you arrived in back on to go home and that was it easy peasy beautiful cover girl yeah it's kind of funny to look like every great idea in history has so many bad ideas attached to it. <laughs> right. I feel like like people won't want to wear their own clothes mm-hmm. that they shopped for and like mm-hmm. just for the benefit of leaving their suitcase at home. Uh, that one didn't take off. Uh, they did make other clothes, though. They made men's suits. Uh, you can They're kind of hard to find images of these, but I finally dug one up. Um, it, it looks like a wrinkled napkin, basically. 
Yeah, this Duraweave stuff, you've almost certainly experienced it. Anytime they put a bib on you at the dentist for like a cleaning, mm-hmm. that is basically Duraweave. If not actual Duraweave, it's it's like a competitor to Duraweave. That's that's what these dresses were made out of. Yeah, get, they get very wrinkly. But again, in terms of these young women who were sort of out on the town in these things, mm-hmm. there were a bunch of benefits. They could, uh, They always had something new that they could put on, which was a big deal. They could uh, they could tell mom to go stick that sewing machine where the sun don't shine because I've got tape and a pair of scissors I can alter this thing however I want I can I can be a little risque and cut the cut the belly out of one of them Whoa. or cut a really low back if I want to mm-hmm. uh, it was sort of you know the time of the sexual revolution so all of these different things came together to make these super popular yes. And like any good fad, it ran its course and just went away almost as fast as it came on and yeah, left quickly. People, people saying, uh, what just happened? Right. Um, <laughs> but this was one of those fads where a lot of people have some ideas about why it went away so quickly. And there's some pretty good theories. Um, one of the first ones is that they were almost exclusively um, – super mod mini dresses. Yeah. And those were no longer in by the end of the 60s. They were super in in 1966, but they were not so in in, say, 68 or 69, right? That was a big one. Yeah, there's not a lot you can do style-wise, but that is one shape mm-hmm. that you could definitely make a paper dress out of, and it and it just happened to be popular for a few years. There is also there's a, a guy named Jonathan Walford who I saw interviewed in, I believe, oh, I don't remember. But also, by the way, shout out to History's Dumpster, Textiles in Context, Groovy History, and Timeline for giving me these uh these ideas. Um, but in one of those, um, Jonathan Walford, who's a curator of the Fashion History Museum in Ontario, he's like, probably the biggest reason they went away is because they were not particularly comfortable to wear. No, they don't look super comfortable. Um, and like I said, they get really, really wrinkly. So it's it's sort of a one night affair, I would imagine. Um, the other kind of downside, there's always been terrible men. And Men got into a habit at parties of like, oops, I spilled my drink all over your dress that's now like dissolving in front of my eyes. Mm. Sorry. A boomer would do that? <laughs> yeah, no way. So that was another one, too. But um, one of the ones that you've like in almost any article you'll ever find about paper dresses that explain why they went away is that people became much more environmentally conscious. Yeah, a little bit. That's entirely possible that that was a big driver of it. You know, the first Earth Day was in 1970, so that was around the time these things faded out. So it probably would have seemed pretty gauche to wear like a disposable plastic paper dress that you were going to throw away after a couple of wears. But I saw some article somewhere that said that may be true, but the stuff that we replaced it with is not much better because it's almost as disposable. It's much more durable than a paper dress, but we throw our clothes away way more than we probably should. And I thought that was a pretty good ending for this short stuff, don't you think? Yeah, and when, you know, when we were talking about if they could do this today to make them out of recycled materials and recyclable, they would also have to do a comparison that said, by the way, the thing you're wearing had this sort of impact on the environment, by the way. yeah. Well, look for Chuck and I in matching Canadian tuxedos made out of paper in the near future someday. And don't spill your drink on me. (laughs) Uh, And that's it, everybody, of course, for Short Stuff, which means Short Stuff is out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. 
For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.